Podcast Network. I used the wrong intro. Clearly, John is not here to do any production. <laughs> Listen, this is what our uh, weekly recap is going to be like. It's been a long day of football. It's been a long day yeah. of everything. A long day of a long losing week par- of football. A, a long <laughs> week of losing parlays. But let's get right into it before we talk about anything that happened today. Yeah. It's still it's still a week of mourning for Dolphin fans because we don't know if the season's over or not. I know a lot of y'all wanted to be here to dunk on me and John and cry. Yeah. I, I mean, just just be washed away in our tears. But I do have Kari here, and he's also a Dolphins fan. John fled the country once Tua got hurt, by the way. So we still don't yeah, know where he is. The day Tua got hurt, John and I were in transit. I was like, see, this is why I just stay home during Dolphin games. Are you just like in the stadium? During the time, I love listening to y'all podcasts. Obviously, in the world, there's thousands of podcasts, but because we have a group chat just specifically called Dolphins uh, Safe Space, and I am just like berating y'all with messages all the time, I, I almost like write in there to be like, this better make the podcast. And I had no words for what happened on Thursday. I was just like, this, this just sucks. And um, the season was going good. Even if we had lost that game, but if Tua was... Althebe would have still been like felt good about the season going into the game. The Dolphins were four point underdogs, but Tua being hurt, it's almost like one of these things where um, if you lose someone in a romantic context and then you get them back and then you really appreciate them, I feel like all Dolphin fans appreciate uh, appreciate Tua like to a different degree now. I felt like we all were there after we saw that one Teddy Bridgewater drive against Buffalo. <laughs> I feel like yeah. everyone was like, okay, let's reverse feel on anything. We Remember what about I said Tua. to y'all in, in the group? I was like, I had Teddy Bridgewater completed two of those passes. Tua doesn't come back in that Buffalo game, but he was so bad. Tua saw it and probably Waddle and Tyree Kill walked up to him. and was like, bro, this is not going to work. And I think everybody needs to... <sighs> I know you, you've you heard all of the Tua takes there is to have. You've heard all of the takes about the Dolphins, about the NFL, about concussion protocol that people are fake caring about, even though these dudes are getting concussions every single week and nobody bats an eyelash. This one was different because the spotlight was completely on because we saw what happened the week before and just the manner of everything just was more graphic. So it was amplified. It was Tua wobbling against Buffalo. It was the way his fingers were seemed out of whack, like they were broken, all of these things that made it more graphic. But let's not pretend like we don't all know what we're watching and we don't all know what the trade-off is. This happens to these dudes every week. And if you are outraged by what happened with Tua and the Dolphins playing, you need to understand what NFL culture is. I'm not saying it's right, but these dudes are forced out there every week. They are shot up on God knows what, and we don't hear about it or care about it until later after they're finished playing. So let's not pretend like we like we didn't all sign off on this. We're all complicit in this. Yeah, because it's going to happen to your team. That's the thing. Like There's going to be a player on your team. The Cincinnati Bengals in the same game. Higgins had a concussion the week before. He played, got hit in the head again but he just wasn't out in the game. So you don't know what ramifications that's going to happen for 
later on in the season. And like people instantly did revisionist history on this. Um, what's the what's the guy's name? Uh, Mike Ryan, not um, yeah. Ryan, the coach, the ex Cowboys coach. He all week was saying how Rex well Ryan. the Dolphins, Rex Ryan, how well yeah. the Dolphins were doing. And then after this says that if he was a coach of the Dolphins, he would not have put Tua back in the Buffalo game, much less, right. much less the um the the Bengal game. Rex Ryan, who by the way had Daryl Rebus on his team, Daryl Rebus had a similar circumstance to this, had a concussion, and then Rex Ryan played him the next game. Rex Ryan has said he would let his sons play football. If you would let your sons play football, that means you would willingly expose them to concussions even after they've had a concussion. Like these are the kind of things that that happen. And if you watch or enjoy a brutal sport, you watch and enjoy this part. And no one turned off that Dolphins Bengal game when after Tua got hurt. People kept watching. A bunch of people watched today. A bunch of people bet on the games today. And today was a day of football that people still complained about. They love the drama in it. So all this is like fake, fake in the funk kind of BS, you know? It is. And and the thing about it is the way football culture works, like it's that's baked into what the sport is that you have to have this bravado. Like if you can go the only time you don't play, it's, it's a common phrase. You play hurt. You just don't play injured. And how it's not really been focused on culturally for a long time that that a concussion is even considered an injury so if you have now what happened with the what, what happened with the independent neurological expert clearing tour that's something completely different that guy's already been fired so we don't know what the relationship was like between him and the dolphins obviously there had to be a fall guy in some of this but Man, Someone got to take the fall. The fall guy is everyone. Like you mentioned T Higgins, like just off the top of my head, we saw Justin Herbert go out there and look closer to what we were used to him uh, looking like. But Justin Herbert is shot up with God knows what. He's still yeah. just as injured as he was last week. I want everyone yeah. to realize that. He yeah, just, just can't feel this shit. That's yeah. the difference. <laughs> that's that's it. But anyway, we we could not start the read option without without Tua. But let's yeah, you're get... watching a very violent, horrible sport. Yeah. Enjoy, <laughs> please. Let's let's get to this week, and <sighs> we got to start with Lamar because uh, I I just felt it when you when you typed in the group just Lamar with the ellipses, just the three dots afterward. What is it with this Ravens team? Why can't they hold the lead? Like, I'm thankful they weren't able to hold it against the Dolphins, but it happened to them again. They got to be looking around at the locker room like, what the f- is up with us? Because Lamar throws the interception on the goal line, basically. You can have – I mean – Obviously, you can second guess whether Harbaugh should have gone with the field goal, whether this is karma for him talking about our business and not taking care of his goal line offense. But what? It, where do the Ravens look right now? I mean, Lamar is still getting his. Lamar, I feel like he's good for the most part, but this is still a competitive, brutal sport. And to go out like that, especially against one of the, what is considered the greatest team of all time and by most people, when you get a chance to beat the greatest team of all time, you can't pass that up. But your, your take on Lamar. And the Ravens Lamar in general. Like, basically, he's playing like an all-Biden version of the Hall of Famers list in their prime, the, the 2022 Buffalo Bills. And... I, I got to say that this was a horrible loss, a thousand percent. 
Um, did Lamar play well? No, but they still could have won the game. And sometimes, because you don't know what's going to happen, and the Baltimore defense is playing really well, just take the three points. And this seems like so reductive, and like you don't need a lot of analytics for this. And Harbaugh leaned on analytics when he gave his response answers to why they went for it. His response was, if they don't get it, we have Buffalo backed up at the two-yard line, and we feel like our defense can stop them, which nope. does not make sense because if you feel <laughs> that your defense can stop them, why not take the three points, kick off to them, and let the defense actually win the game instead of save the game? Yeah, can't and they still the stop them from the 20, just as they would be yeah. able to stop them from the two? And I, I I, also have to say this, and I think that this is – it's funny because like it's almost like this is a problem in the NFL because the offense is so good and quarterbacks are so good that coaches get down to the goal line, get on fourth down and figure our guy can get this. Like if we're running the odds, like our guy is always going to get this. And like that could be true the majority of the time. And based on probability, you can win that. Sure. But you are also playing a man. You are also playing another team. You're playing human beings. You're not playing numbers all the time. So if you put the Bills down three in a close game, all those Bills players and all those Bills coaches start thinking about them not winning a close game in a very long time. And that's what you have to bet on, Harbaugh. And again, like I, you, you made a comment about Harbaugh not watching his own shop and talking about the Dolphins because every coach has shit like that, like where there's a guy who might have got his quote-unquote bell rung and they put him back in the game. So for you to like grandstand and say that you're almost better than the organization based on something like that, that's kind of bullshit because you participate again in a violent sport that everyone's in, everyone enjoys, but down to the analytics of the game, like them kicking field goals earlier in the game is probably when they should have been going for it. Not that late in the game. Cause earlier in the game, you not going for that. You always say like you get three points instead of seven, you're setting yourself up for a loss. And I remember I walked away from the TV and I thought like, oh, Baltimore is going to punch it and make it 24 to three. When I saw that the 20 to three, I walked away from the TV again and went, huh, they're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. It's easy to see. Yeah. I, I felt the same way about not getting the points. But the, the thing about it is, like you said, late in the game, just just take the points. Like I, I understand. And you, you knew this was going to happen at some point because this was a complete pendulum. Well, we're experiencing a complete pendulum swing in the way people think of analytics. Right coaches and front offices that wouldn't touch the stuff before are now leaning too heavily into it. So now it's, now you're just going all analytics without any feel. Like that's one of those where you got to feel the way that game is going. Your momentum came to a grinding halt. Your team got out early, but you are not scoring anymore. You had to get a layup at that point. You had to just see the ball go through the hoop, but he was still trying to fire from 30 feet out, still trying to hit threes, get that layup, go up three, and then, like you say, let the defense do what it had to do. But it's weird to me that I think we're still in the point where wins and losses are still kind to still kind of seen as a referendum on Lamar. Because you called it a Harbaugh loss. I don't know if that's what the rhetoric around this game is going to be like. I still think, particularly because it was against Josh Allen, it's still going to be a Lamar didn't get it done in crunch time well, kind of thing. Well, like, we got to be honest. Like, this wasn't one of Lamar's better games. Like, he, no. like yeah, if Lamar played, like, good or how he plays, which is, like, MVP level, Baltimore <laughs> wins. 
he, multiple wins. He screwed me on the over under on passing yards. Yeah, Kill so th- this is this is what I'm saying. Like, we can't pretend like Lamar had a good game. He didn't, not up to his standards. So yeah, it's both of them. But even despite Lamar not having his best game, still they were in a won. position yeah. to win. They still mm-hmm. should have won the game. And you know what the story would have been? Man, Lamar really grinded that out to win. Yep. And then he made the play when they Because he has the thing. That's what the story is going to be about Josh Allen. Because he also yeah. had a shitty game. People already but said that. People yeah. have already said that about Josh Allen. <laughs> That's what but it's going to be. Okay. And I think because, uh, again, Dolphin fan, what the fuck? I don't know if we're allowed to curse on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up with wide receivers not coming back to the ball. On when hitches, Lamar right? Through that. On hitches, on everything. Lamar threw that. Why didn't the receiver attack the ball instead of waiting for it to come to him? And Poirier's going to be like, oh, I'll, I'll go get this. Like, I do we need to have an actual receiver explain this to us? And like, maybe there's some kind of physics thing that we don't know, that we don't see yeah, about like the- why they don't attack the ball. There's so like, a simple I, physics thing. If you yeah. get your body in the way, someone else can't catch it. That's that's how that works. No, but okay. I, I mean, I just mean to the point of, um, yo, but w- why didn't he just run towards the Because if he runs towards the ball, he's going to catch it. Is he thinking like, oh, I have to set myself up to catch it falling out of bounds and make sure my feet get in? Like what's going through that receiver's brain when that doesn't happen? Because I've seen that happen a bunch this year. And I don't know what the difference in receiving coaching is. It gets called. I'm 100% positive. It always gets called out in film because especially on that particular route, you are always taught to be aggressive towards the ball. Aggress- the aggressor always wins in that situation. Man, that's, I that's a basic like, football thing as basic as lowest man wins or man with leverage wins. It's the same thing with that. You got to be aggressive getting back to the ball. Like Eric Moulds and Terrell Owens in their prime days, like when the NFL was really on their big aggressive receiver. I was about to say, listen to those dudes. Destroy people. They probably watch these big receivers now. Like, what are you doing? Bully this little nigga. Like, come on. Everyone's pretty and they don't want to wear pads and they don't want to be too physical and it's all speed. And so, I mean, I don't know. I get it. All right. We got to go. Oh, Rodney Gatson wouldn't let people get away with this. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. You're good. You're good. We got to go through a run now. We got to get faster because it's almost almost time for throwings. But uh, so this Eagles thing is absolutely legit. Like, it was scary for a minute if you had the Eagles as a part of your parlay. It was scary for a minute when I think Jacksonville went up two touchdowns early, but unscathed. Philly, Philly responds with 20 points in a row, and basically that was game. Because you had you didn't feel like Jacksonville was going to keep up. You know what it is now? When your defense good, you can always come back. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore, uh, sorry, Buffalo, Miami, the Packers, um, the Eagles, good defenses will always be like, all right, we have given up something early in the game. But from the midpoint of third quarter onward, Let's buckle down and they somehow can slow teams down enough, which allows their offense to come back because you have to allow your offense multiple opportunities to come back. And that's all that happened. They got down two touchdowns and said, all right, we can do this. And that's the story of the game. Yeah, pretty, pretty much it. So the Dolphins take the L, the Eagles still the lone undefeated Mm -hmm. team now in the NFL. I am actually happy that Jalen Hurts, is able to sidestep all of the similar bullshit that Tua gets. Jalen Hurts got a lot of it. Well, obviously, we know why. It's not just all about the way he plays, but we know any one of them that looks like that is going to be an extra scoop or whatever it is on top. Don't have the right look. All of that same shit. If you think 
I don't know if any of y'all read the story that was out on the NFL and its hiring practices for black coaches, but that was a big talking point for us in our chat group. But that is not limited to just coaches. I promise you they think that about any leadership position like quarterback. So John and Carter always like to make fun of me for always rooting for the black quarterbacks. Yeah, so what? That's my thing. <laughs> I ride with it. I own it. I accept it. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. what. Speaking I'm of the black quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Spe- oh, speaking of that, by the way, I see now that two is out. Marcus Mariota think he could slip his way back in there, leading the Falcons to this win. Don't try this, Marcus Mariota. Like, Tua is the guy. Like, eh. you know what? You were the one that Tua Yo. looked up to when he was in high school. Don't try to slide back in there. Don't well, try to spin the ball. Spanish to me. Move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, did we talk about the Cowboys winning? Because we we all on the read option, we all reached a consensus that the apex of annoying will be if somehow the Cowboys and Dolphins get to the Super Bowl or at least be very good at the same time. Okay, I know this is not the betting podcast, but I wonder what Cooper Rush MVP odds are. No, it can't be nowhere. It it cannot be anywhere. <laughs> is, is Dak Prescott available at this point? He he said he's coming back in Week Five. <laughs> Better not. But <laughs> if this I was is Jerry Jones. I'd but, be like, I mean, if I was Jerry Jones, if I was the Cowboys, you know what I would say? I mean, in light of what happened with two, I think like we should be like really cautious about you coming back, and maybe let's look at like week like week seven, and then let's reevaluate then see where you are, bro. Jerry laid the foundation for a quarterback controversy after one week of Cooper Rush. Yeah, <laughs> like already he did that shit. Now, see that my name cooper rush that is a fictional character quarterback that's what they want he's got the he's got what is it the the look he's got the look they want let's see what else all right as we speak right now uh the buccaneers are in trouble because i feel like patrick mahomes is doing that cooking thing after you never want to get the chiefs after a loss like sorry another defense i forgot the bucks but i'm sorry another team that could always be in games because their defense is so good People think Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady played that awful game last week because they're old. No, no they played no. that awful game because receiving core was hurt and both defense are really good. So, yeah, the Chiefs could be cooking right now. Sure. Great. You know what could happen later on in this game? Yeah. They could slow them down and then we could end up in like, how, how, how come Kansas City only have 21 and they start off so hot? Like, yeah, like, this is what happens. Like we were saying about the Ravens. Uh, Cardo had uh, what we consider a good loss because I don't know if you uh, listened to the end of the last part, but we ended it by me laughing uncontrollably because we all learned that his quarterback's name is Zappy. And I thought it was just a joke that he was making or that was his nickname. But no, the Patriots' backup quarterback is actually Zappy. And I guess Zappy played today because Carter was messaging the group. And all he wanted to do was see Zappy play. He had no idea this team was going to win. He he just wanted to see Zappy play. This is what happens to Patriot fan brain, right? Anytime a backup comes in. They think it's going to happen again. (laughs) Could this be Tom Brady? So they think that not even just with the quarterback position. You put in any, like, third, fourth string, it's like, hey, Belichick probably worked his magic, <laughs> and this dude is probably, like, a Hall of Fame, and we got this one. Belichick has missed told, on so much. Lie. Not going to lie. It's almost like the, the Patriots should be 3-1 and one right now, and that lone loss should be to Miami. Yeah, but, but when when is that going to run out, though? Do you think Belichick ever runs out of it, or Tom Brady has built him 
so much capital that we don't even recognize the misses or we chalk up the misses to the game. Now, I, Popovich probably ran out of it uh, just now. Like yeah. just now headed Shit. into this tanking season. Yeah. So that's how long. And when was the last time the Spurs won? 2014? Yeah, it's been a while. So, yeah, so he got like eight years left where people still think. And like the Spurs would draft people and be like, Popovich is going to turn this around. I really wish they drafted yeah, Kai Jones. So, I really wish um, they drafted Kai Jones. So, honestly, like seeing the Patriots loss was great for me. I always want to see divisional people lose, except oddly enough, when the Bills played the Ravens, because I'm thinking in my head long term, we'd be fighting for that wild card and we have that tie break over the Ravens. Let's like put them down a little bit. The Bengals for the rest of the season, I hope they lose every game. Everyone who we have to compete for the wild card for that's how my brain is going that's the only time and i don't know do we pivot to the game of those assholes um yeah sure we can run it we okay can run that quick and then i also yeah. want to get to your worst beat of the day because i mean i already yeah. shared it with you you, you already know what mine is but yeah. uh jet so jet Steelers, um those motherfuckers zach wilson scores the, his touchdown catches a touchdown in this first game back does a gritty that's the best white gritty i've seen in the nfl there has not been a better white gritty. You can't think of it. No, if I have to think that exist. hard off the top of my yeah, head, it, then it doesn't no. exist. So I yeah. feel like Drew Locke could give him a run though, because Drew Locke knows well, like Jay Z bars. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. He's, you know what? Yeah. He's playing behind Geno Smith, who you told you uh, opened up me and John's oh eyes to God. the fact that okay. Geno Smith is the best quarterback of all time. We okay. just didn't know it. <laughs> So I was okay. This is why it is this Jets. First of all, I fucking hate the Jets. And I yeah, I realized like because the Jets were even when they were losing earlier in the season, they were playing well. I'm like, I hate these guys. And still as a Dolphin fan, two most important games, the two games we play the Jets. I have New York Jets PTSD. Like I hate had, the fact that I like their uniform. That's scary to me. Okay, so like the Dolphins were getting into it with Bill fans, and you know why? It's because the Bills beat us seven times in a row. The Jets don't have to beat the Dolphins seven times in a row to get Dolphin fans riled up. This doesn't have to happen. One of my like experiences was like getting into arguments with Jet fans in the nosebleed section in Pro Player Stadium. Like this is what happens. We just don't like them. And now going into next week, going into New York where they have their quarterback back. Um, this is going to be just a shit show. And to see them go into this game with confidence now, I just hate it. And now it's like, the four, it's 49ers Civil War, Salah versus McDonald's. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he knows what McDonald's is going to do. McDonald's is like, yeah, I know your defense too. So like, we'll see what's going to happen. But um, damn. The worst part about it is, and we were looking ahead saying, we just can't wait to get past these four games. Because we thought, you know, things would get easier after these four games. And now what we thought yeah, was easy is no longer easy. I never, I never thought the Jets were easy. And I never think that the Jets are easy. I don't care because they... Well, last year I thought they were easy. But you, you know what the Jets are like? You know what we used to do to the Patriots when the Patriots would come down to Miami in like November? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, wasn't no like big heat thing. Patriots would come down to Miami in November on a Monday night and Thursday be headed towards the Super Bowl and lose and in Miami. Lose. And you'd yeah. be like, what the hell? That is the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins relationship. Do you remember us staying up 
watching Monday Night Football. Chumbo Elliott. having a great season. And then Vinny fucking Testaverde. Yeah, I do. Put away at us. Of this course is, I this do. This is what happens. I'm sorry. I don't mean to turn it into this. No, it's I just fine. Jets uniform and this is what happens to No, me. we both said the same thing because I was like, I need Zach Wilson to have his good games out of the way now. Like, I don't want him to... I don't want him to have bad games headed into the Dolphin game where you know he's due to do some really good things because that's what I'm really afraid of, to the place where we're not able to stop Zach Wilson and then we both lose in our minds. Quick, before we get out of here, worst gambling beats of the day. So mine, I had a six-leg parlay in the Vikings-Saints game in London. And it's always a good – you set the tone on a gambling – a good gambling day when you can hit on something early because then it gives a little something to play with for the rest of the games. But so I had – I hit the over on Kirk Cousins passing yards, which is at 255. I hit the over on Justin Jefferson uh, receiving yards, 87, and him to score a touchdown. I had the over on Thielen, which was like a 50-something. And the one I didn't hit on that ruined the parlay was Dalvin Cook to get an anytime touchdown. So Cook didn't get it. But the play call for the running back to get it out of the backfield was when Cook was on the sideline and they brought Madison in, which made it even worse because it was a play that Dalvin Cook would have had the touchdown. That messed it up for me. He never got the rushing touchdown. I don't get the money. Don't what you think you? like sometimes you'd be like, dog, you really needed to take a break then? Like then? situation. If you have someone that good, I don't even understand why you have a third down back. But anyway, that's whatever. Don't get tired. I mean, that's, that's, it. that's it. What went uh, down with you today? So my, my worst defeat of the day, and I know I said all that shit about the Jets. The Jets were in my parlay. So I picked the Jets. <laughs> I picked them to win too. Hey, because money is more important. <laughs> yes. My money. The fuck? So I, Absolutely. I picked the Jets. I picked the Lions. I picked um the Cardinals. And I picked the Rams to win. And this bet was like, it was a great parlay. Like small pittance gets you into like, like 400, like betting $20 gets you like 400 or something like that. Yeah. I watched the Jets go down to Pittsburgh and I was like, are you fucking serious? Right when I need y'all to win, are y'all going to do this? Jets then come roaring back. I'm like, let's fucking go, Zach Wilson. Fuck everyone's mom. And then, you will. And then Geno Smith turns into the greatest quarterback. And I'm just watching as this game. I'm like, all right, how were, in my head, how were the Seahawks up on the Lions so early? I was like, oh, okay, Brown's out. And then I checked the box, box score. Geno went insane. Insane insane and like was that tom brady was that geno smith that it was, was like better. If, if randall cunningham prime randall cunningham and prime tom brady somehow became a hybrid of an athlete and was just running around the field doing shit nine for ten with like three touchdowns early in the game i saw dk metcalf's numbers i'm like what is happening dk metcalf is taking a shit in the middle of the game being carted off being carted off no, they honest- are dominating the Lions, and the Lions are coming back. And I have to explain this to you. And in my head now, I know, I know for a fact, okay, they can still win this game. So Lions come down the field. They scored a touchdown, 48-45. Um, score Gami, uh, that's never been a final score in NFL history. Wow. So this was the first time. Um, so, all right, here we go. Onside kick. The Lions have a chance that they don't get it. Sure, fine, whatever. Fuck me. Um, the Seahawks are going to run this ball three times, run the ball. First time Lions defense does a good job. Run the ball. Second time. Good job. Call timeout. They have one more stop and they're giving the ball back to their unstoppable offense that scored. I think the offense scored, uh, 
uh, what was it? 36, 36 yeah. or 37 points, right? Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> why on this town? Penny, who I didn't even notice as a person. <laughs> I need Sorry, to pay man. attention to the Seahawks now. R burst through the line on third and four, picks up six yards, end the game. Pete Carroll, the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, the man who doesn't call running plays to end Super Bowls, calls this play. He is surprised that they get the first down, and he starts fist bumping, hitting everyone, and my parlay gets ruined, and I have to watch it go up in smoke. And the worst part is I knew the Cardinals were going to win, and I know the Rams are going to, like, kick ass tomorrow. Be like, yeah, yeah. you would have won. Yeah. You would have won. But this is the one time that Geno Smith puts up 48 points in football. Yeah. Don't gamble. I also got screwed because I expected the Packers to, you know, handedly win that game. I expected them to at least win by a touchdown. They beat the damn Patriots by three, but whatever. Uh, we're not supposed to give you a look behind the fourth wall, but this, it is what it is. We got to go watch Game of Thrones and we will actually yeah. be back to record uh, that part too. You know so, why we're in this green hat, right? <laughs> team Hightower. Team Let's go. Fuck Hightower. Team Allison. We out. I mean, yeah. I can be back when um shit when this shit over. Is Andrew you, coming there? I don't know. He told me he was gonna let me know after he left Breezes, but he ain't hit me back yet. So I guess they up 14 to 3. Bet you McCole Hardman catch one of these touchdowns. I guess not. Ed, I think Edwards Hilaire and Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Link up. All right, yeah.